yeah. the mentality of what you were saying was basically you would have an up, which is basically the person that's your opportunity. Yep. They've been marketed to, right? But yep. the thing that people don't understand is they're already, well, you probably are the people, right? But, and me too, but as they're driving up, they're preloading. I ain't going to talk to that guy. I ain't going yep. to talk to I'm not buying today. Honey, we're not buying a car today. We are not going to well, do it. There's just no looking. matter what the heck happens. And then if you're good, right? At the end, they're like, you know what? Just the reason I did it is I really liked you. It was never about yep. the product. The Move Entrepreneur Evolved Podcast. Get on it. What's up, Mikey Lucas? How you doing, man? Great, Jason. Thank you. Good to see you. <laughs> good deal. I was trying to give you this extravagant, you know, uh, start. But uh, you know what, man? Yeah, it's... I got to meet uh, you, Mikey, at an event, um, and I'm going to start this off with a comment that you made to me that um, was impressive, and it also was inspiring. Um, and you said to me, I, I looked at you and I said, hey, man, um, this is, uh, we were talking about some fighting stuff, and then I was like, you know, there's this, you can go and try this. And you looked me in the face and you're like, you know what, I can't really look at that stuff because I'm so focused on what I want to do in my life right now, that those things will distract me. And I've remembered that about you since the day one. So what an awesome statement. What a way to get it started. Good to see you here, man. Likewise, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, yep. Yeah, we'll continue on um, life, uh, live life of purpose on purpose. And uh, sure. that's what I think. And, and the reason that I brought that up, you'll see where I'm going with this, um, but that really is kind of the core and, and I read through some of your stuff and I make sure that I do that. And, and I saw that that was kind of the core and we'll talk a little bit more about that, but what got you on that path? What brought sure. you on that path of like kindness from the beginning yeah. instead of a ruthless Jason. dog in a, in a, in a, in a, yeah, fight? yeah, absolutely. So, um, I mean, multiple things to, to, to go over it all in, in a, you know, a 30 to an hour minute sitting, it's going to be hard, but, um, there was a book that I've read now nine times and I've handed out. Uh, 50 or 60 of these books. It's called uh, A Purpose Driven Life by a uh, pastor out of Southern California called Rick. His name is Rick Warren. So um, that book changed my life in 2012. I read it and I had it for a long time and I didn't really have like a super spiritual background like that growing up. Um, we went to church like that every once in a while, but um, I, I read that book because I was like, man, like it, it, just in general. So I was two years out of high school and I was trying to find out like what I was going to do, right? You're in that like you know, 16 to 21 really range where you're like, mm. okay, like you're supposed to have all your life figured out. Um, and I mentor guys right now. I mentor guys right now uh, within my church and then also, also my business. But I tell everybody, I'm like, dude, you don't have to have your life specifically figured out. Obviously you got to have certain things that you would like to do. Um, you know, if you're going to go to, go to college or whatnot, but um, you know, that, that's what they taught me in college at the very least when I mean, I, I dropped out three times, but uh, the, in college, they said, have a, wi a wide spectrum, right? So it, for me, it was, it was theater, mm. business, and then, and then fire science as well. So I wanted to be a firefighter growing up. And I just fought for this, like, I, I just wanted, I had a desire really for this, like, um, I want to, I want to live, I want to, okay, so I've had a m multiple great uncles pass away and their, their funerals just, and I kind of maybe might be weird, like think about it like that, but like their funerals meant something to me because mm. I didn't know their life, but hearing what people talked about when they were talking about them to me made a difference at a very young age. Mm. So the decisions that I was making didn't seem as if I was going to have that type of a pack out the church or the hall uh, funeral when I was, you know, 70, 80, 90, 100 years old, mm. or even at 20, because even at 18, 
six, 14 to 18, I, you know, I had already lost five or six friends. Mm. So seeing different funerals at that time, I didn't want to just go through life, not living life on purpose. Um, and then, you know, kind of find out, you know, like the different cultures as you've, you've traveled as well, different cultures um, in America, a lot of times it, it seems as if, you know, it's just right and wrong and multiple other cultures, it's not necessarily right or wrong. It's, you know, you have, you know, honor and shame, you have fear and power when you have these other cultures like that. So searching through other cultures and trying to find out what I was going to do with my life. Um, it wasn't just a career, but I wanted to do something that was meaningful, whether that was when I was at in and out Burger or, you know, when I was at the car washes, you know, I, I wanted to, I wanted people to come in and say, you know, I wanted Mikey Lucas to, to serve my burger or to wipe our table mm. or to serve our food or to, 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 you know, detail my car. Mm. And when I had that, I was doing a life of purpose. I was mm. doing specific things on purpose mm -hmm. while I was there. So I want to live a life of purpose and then on purpose. I want, yeah. I wanted to be there and I wanted to yeah. have like tangible, like I, I, I want to be here, you know? And also then there was also a side of myself uh, in, in, in uh, the other side is, you know, that, you know, I didn't want to live. I had, you know, for whatever reason, you know, suicidal thoughts um, growing up, you know, in, in my teenage years, in my early 20s, uh, just because I didn't want to be here. So there was that, like, I want to live for some sort of a purpose, some big, you know, not just for a higher power or God, you know, or universe, whatever, you know, people believe in, but I, I wanted something to really tie into because that also helped me with my sobriety too. I've been, I spoke at a rehab yesterday, uh, you know, I've been now going on nine years of uh, being sober from uh, synthetic heroin, you know, uh, Oxycontin pills, things like that. So, um, I wanted really to have something tangible more than just a rehab, you know, nothing against rehabs, or whatever, but like, I just, I needed something way bigger dude. like I needed something and so, way and, bigger than Yeah. Me. And so fast forward, um, you created equip home, smart, home, uh, smart homes, which yep. is the company that you have now, right? Yep. That's correct. And, um, understanding a little bit of your business model, but maybe I can say a little, and then you can Fix, yeah. fix what I do. Sure. Um, but sure. your business model is doing door-to-door -door solar and um, utilizing techniques that would be pretty consistent for many years of always yep. be closing and there's a core there. So I thought that I would bring this up real quick. So it was an article in uh, 2017. And I always think business models are fun. And I also think that uh, selling structures are a lot of fun. However, in 2017, there was a article that came out that said the death of a sales scheme encyclopedia uh, encyclopedia shatters of door to door age is over. And so if you don't mm. mind, I'm going to read you this right, right here. And, yeah. and I'd like to hear your response um, because of what you do, you go door to door sure. and it kind of yeah. is against what they're saying. So this is an interesting yeah. thing. I thought I'd just, uh, read it really quick. So it says Encyclopedia sure. Britannica was in a hole when Sears and Roebuck took over the title in 1920. Britannica was sold mostly by mail order at the time. It had only released a new edition every 25 years or so. The Post's two-part series, 160 Miles of Words, for uh, in 1945 tells the quarterly and disparities of publishing such a monumental work, as well as transformation of its business practice after Sears' secretary, Powell stood at the helm. Powell started uh, from scratch to build an outside sales organization and established branch sales and offices and sales began to go up. Here it is. Powell, perhaps unintentionally, had employed some old book salesmen in his staff and the shysters, was what they called it, used their own tricks to get the job done. One of, our one of their favorite method was the giveaway or you have been selected trick. 
They would visit a prospect and tell them the Encyclopedia Britannica is initially a new advertising campaign as a one of the most prominent citizens of your community. After he found out the success of going door to door and selling Encyclopedias Britannica, Powell revamped his sales department after the shock of discovering the unsavoring business practices he was able to sell through that channel. And I thought that is the start of where you're at today. Correct. And I thought that I'd allow you to have an opportunity to debunk the ways that we think are dead and there's nothing new under the sun and um, give us a day in uh, equipment, home sales. What do you guys do? And then from there, maybe you could do a little debunking of why they say this doesn't work anymore, but I think. Sure. Sure. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there there's, we've heard that. So, I mean, I'll, I'll bring back a story. It's on my Instagram. I posted it uh, probably four or five months ago. And I believe in uh, like November, December, 2020. Um, And uh, it was about a kid that um, would drive by on his bike when I was knocking on doors in a neighborhood, I was in Dallas, Texas, knocking in Dallas, Texas. And he told me to get a job that his parents specifically told him to get to told him to tell me to go get a real job. Cause I'd knock on their door. I'd send out flyers. I'd send out bookings. They'd see me on, uh, on, uh, like next door and on Facebook in that, those general Facebook areas, uh, those general areas, as well as at their HOA. So they told me to go get a real job. And, uh, you know, it, it's funny because, at that time, uh, I use it as really as motivation because I was like, what do you mean a real job? Like, this is a real job. Like, I'm working, you know, eight, 10, 12 hour days every single day, getting in front of people, mm. calling people, um, you know, and not just that, but I'm also, you know, on next door, I'm on Facebook, I'm at HOA meetings like that. So, um, yeah, a day to day, what the day to day looks like, um, you know, so I use that kid as motivation, <laughs> to, to be honest with you. And I'll tie that in here in a moment. But um, the day to day, what that looks like is, um, you know, we, we all, we all, um, during COVID, obviously things have changed. We've had to adapt in COVID. Um, and we actually got on Zoom calls, just so you know, we did a lot of Zoom closings um, in, the, in the month of March, April, and May, but then got back into door-to-door specifically. Um, so we've, uh, we've adapted and now we've actually um, modified how we do a lot of our, our closing, but also our marketing as well. So primarily we are actually right now, my business personally last year was 53.6% of referral. So um, door-to-door, uh, I've always tell people that, you know, at least with door-to-door, you go out and you knock on doors for, you know, anywhere between six to eight hours a day. So the morning time, two, three hours, starting at nine to 11, and then four o'clock to eight o'clock. So you're getting, you know, six, sometimes eight hours, depending on uh, where you're at, knocking on doors and basically building out your territory. So, and, and on a day-to-day basis, in the beginning of your, a beginning of your career, even towards the end, um, of guy that's been a guy or girl that's been in there two, three, four, five years, um, you have to continue to find uh, new money. So if you're not going out and knocking on doors, which is funny because a real estate agent, they do cold calling or they send out flyers and mailers. And they basically, I'm not going to say all of them, but a lot of them wait for deals to come to them. We are uh, aggressive in the sense that we are prospecting for new money every single day. Um, that's now what makes why, the deal. Now, now what handle. made you choose that formula? And, the, and, and I'm asking that yeah. just because, yeah. Um, I think I would have a few answers. One is there's just people, right? People closing yep. people. Um, yep, yep. There is a lot of friction against doing that. And what yeah, yeah. Trust seen, me, yeah. maybe you can share a little bit of that because I think yeah. if, if it's a pure money transaction and yeah. I mean, I, there's nothing greater than sitting in front of somebody and saying, Hey, I sold you myself. Yeah. You like me, yep. let's make a yep. deal. But yep. what have you seen over the years 
in 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 objections or is, is it harder sure. or are you seeing people going cool we'll hang out what, what is it you're getting that has changed yeah so uh, in, in that case um there, the, we we the way that i teach it i teach it that there's really there's i teach that there's three buckets but the first the second the third one we don't really worry about there's actually four buckets different types of people on a door the fourth one you know there's a lot of like famous salespeople that say, you know, they had to buy that, you know, the habit you're wearing, the guitar you're wearing, those books behind you, the posters, you know, you'd be the bottom on Amazon, you bought it from a guitar center, you bought it from, you know, thrift stores, you bought every, the, the mics and the equipment that we're using right now, the lighting, like that. we bought everything. So you could always say that no matter what, if you're going door to door, right, not business to business, but specifically door to door, prospecting in neighborhoods, residential, um, you can look at their house and say a real estate agent sold, sold in that house. You can look at their car and say car salesman sold in that car. Um, obviously, nowadays, you got like Carvana or whatever, and you sure. can just buy it online. But prim- primarily, right, that's me, not even one, they don't own 1% of the market yet. Um, but, you, you, you know, primarily, they, so they bought something. They bought the decors around their house. On, on their, they bought something. They had to go in and buy so it. Identifying, you're yeah. identifying there's transactions happening right there. Correct. So that was the okay. first mindset trick that you have to go into. Um, and the second one is making sure that you're not, you don't believe you are the guy that's annoying, even though you are technically speaking, you're not the guy in the middle of the mall that's selling lotions and potions, mm. right? That's annoying because here's the thing, people have what's called that automatic response trigger. So automatic response triggers strictly go in and, and when you knock on the door, they're automatically responded. Their automatic response trigger is to tell you, no, I'm not interested. I don't have time or just strictly not. The okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. That that's a great part. And I think that that part's yeah. always interesting and, yeah. and it, there's always a mindset that's already prepared for people. And an interesting, what I, I started selling cars when I was younger and yeah. the mentality of what you were saying was basically you would have an up, which is basically the person that's your opportunity. Yeah. They've been marketed to, right? But yep. the thing that people don't understand is they're already, well, you probably are the people, right? But, and me too, but as they're driving up, they're preloading. I ain't going to talk to that guy. I ain't going yep, to talk to I'm not buying today. Honey, we're not buying a car today. We are not going to well, do it. There's no looking. matter what the heck happens. And then if you're good, right? At the end, they're like, you know what? Just the reason I did it is I really liked you. It was never about yep. the product. Correct. Correct. So what do you think that some of those triggers are that happen when you go yeah. to a door, what are some of those natural triggers? Do you think? Yeah. So, okay. That's perfect. So this is what, this is basically my secret sauce. So the, what, what makes us so good at what we do is that we are not, and you'll see this all over my Instagram, my YouTube, my platforms, everything is it's not, Hey, how's it going? My name is Mikey. I'm out here with the solar company. Um, did you guys get our letters in the mail and talk to us yet? Like that's like automatic sales. Look, dude, no, I'm good. I'm out. Right. There's a lot of guys. There's a lot of guys in the industry, especially when you get in, um, they think that that's how you have to do it. You just got to be nice. I'm it's not that I'm not nice, but I've realized that people are again, it's nothing against me because I've been told no so many times. Right. And I still don't like being rejected, but I've been told no so many times that I don't take it offensive anymore. It's it's they're just that's just them saying, I don't know enough yet. Right. Mm-hmm. Even though. But, but that's the thing is like with solar specifically and smart homes, it's. I am so beyond convinced that this is the right thing for a family to do in like 95% of the scenarios that if you say no, no doesn't actually mean no in a door-to-door with smart home and solar. No means I just am not convinced yet, like at all, which, which was me, which was my father, which was my family growing up, 
when they were looking at sold before too. So um, yeah, it, it's just a matter of, you know, we don't, we don't go super like happy go lucky. I'm actually looking very busy on the door. I'm looking away. I'm not looking like this to you straight on. I'm turned away, you know, and I'm looking, you know, I'm pointing at their roof or something like that when they come out and, and we call it breaking preoccupation. I make them talk to me first and I will sit there. This is the weirdest thing. Hold on, say that again, say it again. Breaking, say it again. Breaking preoccupation. Preoccupation. Okay, share, yeah. share a little bit about that. Sure. Yeah. So uh, again, that's that, that's an auto response trigger. That auto response trigger, basically what that is, is that they're thinking someone's not going to my door. It's, I don't have anybody coming over. I don't have, you know, or it's Amazon. Right. So, you know, a lot of times we're knocking now again, it's, it's wild, Jason, things have changed, not changed, completely changed, like evolved, but things we're having to adapt so much because people are now getting stuff delivered by Amazon, by Walmart, by Costco, by everything. So they think that we're Amazon on their door. So we are actually, I'm noticing the KPIs that I'm noticing um, that my guys are taking longer on doors now. So they're hitting less doors in a day because when we're knocked once, they think we're the mail guy. So, you, so, so many people are buying on Amazon. And so what ends up happening is you get the action instead of the, Hey, no one's in there. You, you're at, yep. someone's actually opened the door. Yep. Yeah. So, you ever, yeah. You, so ever, they, you ever change your colors to Brown? <laughs> Absolutely not. That's so funny. No. So I, I wear stuff just like this, where I, sometimes I'll have a badge on me, but um, I always wear, so this is a little pro tip for my door knockers out there. I always wear whatever local market that I'm in. Obviously I'm a, I'm a Vegas Knights fan from Vegas. So um, when I'm knocking in Las Vegas, I wear, I wear all Vegas gold Knights stuff. Um, I'll wear a Vegas gold Knights shirt. Um, like right now I'm in Detroit. So if I was in Detroit, I knock in Detroit, I'm wearing a Detroit hat, a Detroit baseball hat. Um, I try not to do the football stuff, but the Detroit like baseball or hockey um, generally speaking shows that you are someone that's there, not some random person coming from some random state because they they have that fear, you know, that, uh, I believe it's, I forget what part of the brain it is. It's not the amygdala is the amygdala, the one that actually has the fear tactic, the fear, the fear, uh, it's the amygdala, right? So in the amygdala, like they, uh, you know, science shows that that's where it's like the fear or fight or flight, um, uh, uh sector there. So it's like, we're initially talking to the amygdala and got to get to the neocortex where they actually can think and process certain things like this person's not here to harm me or to hurt me. Um, I can, I'll actually listen to them. And you have a matter of like seconds, like, yeah, I would even say less than one second to not trigger their fear, fight or flight. Um, uh, otherwise you're, you're pretty much done. And a lot and of, and I think what you just did, you just like for everybody that's watching this or listening to it, you just explained the difference. And I share this uh, with my team as well Is the difference between a skill and then there's the art, right? So yeah, ultimately yeah. you can take out the guys and say, look, go out. And this is where I think you tie, I tie it in with this Encyclopedia Britannica thing was eventually yeah. people came to the door, came to the door and it was the same formula, but it was the guy that came in that had some kind of twist, right? He's, he's sure. using something to, to, to remove that trigger that you just talked about. And I, and yeah. one thing that if people are listening to what you just said was, was much more important than people think when you went into their environment, you became them. Yeah. And in every aspect that you could, and you didn't have to be fake. I mean, you still love sports. doesn't mean you had to be there, but you did it for the reason for, for a, for a positive reason. You didn't use it for a reason of deception and because yeah. you truly believe, and I think that this is true. I, I do think this is true about solar. 
I think that the majority of people, every time they see it, that don't have it go, does it still make sense for me? Do, do yeah. does the rebate even still equal to me? I, I just think that you're yeah. absolutely right. And I, I think yeah. that it's true. I just think that the conversation here is how powerful you've made door-to-door sales because for a very long time, you started only getting calendars, uh, you know, old cookies and, uh, you know, a flute that you never could, <laughs> never could use. Right. But you, exactly. but you're, they call it canvassing if I'm not yep. wrong. Right. So in that, um, what are some things that, um, people that are in that environment are managing salespeople? What would yeah. you talk about on how to keep that mentality? Because it's, um, phones are one thing, but people's yeah. expressions, you know, yeah. people's, uh, you know, fingers and everything you could imagine, I'm sure you're throwing at you. So how do you, what are some yeah. things that you teach to people that are going into that scary environment? Yeah. So, it, you know, it's, it's, it's for one in the beginning, it's a lot of, it's just repetition in the beginning. So for one, we, we train where you have to compete. Um, you have to compete, not, not necessarily with the office at the beginning, but you have to take um, we relate a lot of door-to-door and canvassing like uh, like a sport. Mm-hmm. Um, I I train a lot like it's a sport, and you're going to see a lot a lot of the stuff that we do that I learned in playing football, baseball, wrestling growing up. A lot of that we translate that right into um, you know into mixed martial arts and, and um, 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 you know different things like just com- like military style stuff. We we relate a lot of that into door-to-door. We compete. We're very competitive, not in a we are competitive, but we're not like competitive in the sense of like, you know, always fighting against each other, but it's, it's, are you going to be able to, to do clarify it, so? it? And I think that the reason I could kind of clarify is because that's really what yeah. mood is about is basically yeah. what you're doing is the repetition to be a yep. high, ath- a high running athlete. Yep. It needs specific food and it needs specific outfits yep. to do that. And what you're right. saying is you're utilizing the mentality of how sports is. And you're saying, listen, if you get up every morning and you do this, if you do this, and that's really sports, right? I mean, going back, sports is pain in the ass. It sucks. It's a grind, you know? But once you know what the formula is, you can grind through it. So without clarity, you have no grind. I think that that could be a bomb right there. Yeah, correct. Yeah, so then also like with with the whole mindset thing going into specifically cameras and stuff like that, on top of the competition side of it is, and the repetition side of it um, is, is that, you know, we're, we're taught like it's anywhere between like 70 and 80% body language, like 10% what you say and like 5% or, or 5% what you say and the remainder 10 or 20%, whatever that looks like, uh, you know, however you break it up um, of how you say it. Mm-hmm. So it's body language and how you say what you say, not what you say. So everyone's always asking, oh, Mikey, what's your pitch? What's your script? Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I go around consulting other companies and started multiple companies and started multiple offices and, and change things. And they're always like, oh, we want to use your script. We want to use your script. Um, there's five sections to each script, you know, the, from the opener to the appointment set and closing it or closing the first close, getting the appointment um, or walking right in the house. It's, it's, never, it's never what you're saying. It's, it's how you're saying it. A lot of times, you know, instead of using our voice inflections down, like, you know, I, I, you know, what it sounds like is that people have come by here, you know, 20 times in the last month and, and you're just getting sick of it. Uh, you know, do you, do you kind of know why they're coming out here? I mean, have you seen what's going on? And they're like, well, yeah, they've come out a bunch. Of, no, I, I guess I haven't really seen it. 
you know, what, what is it? And then boom, you, I mean, it's like, boom, you, you got another 10 seconds. You're just always trying to buy another 10 seconds, buy another 10, 10 seconds. And a lot of it's just like, you know, like, I don't know if you saw there or not, but I'm like, you know, like, I'm like, Hey, like, you know, like, it sounds a lot like, you know, you're, you're getting a lot of people coming by here. Like, you kind of know what's going on. Like, did you, did you see what's going on here? Mm-hmm. You know? And they're like, they, they have that, that intrigue. It's called an intrigue frame. Um, so we train on stuff like that. And that's what really gets, um, makes the difference between us and just a regular door door company, which is yeah. why they hire us around and train them. And that's why we've been, we've done so well. I mean, eight figures, uh, almost nine figures, uh, three, four years in a row now. So it's just like, you know, and I've, yeah, it's, it's, it works really well. And I've, I've, I've seen, you know, guys that have never sold in their life ever, uh, you, you know, other than maybe their fundraising in, in elementary school, um, like that come in and they teach them how to communicate and sell and be a, you know, great sales professional. And I think that there's, yeah, I think that, and I, it's very interesting because I think over with, marketing and all those things that this they're thinking the skill of sales has gone away i mean i'm not saying that everybody thinks that i'm saying that there's sure, a push sure. of how internet marketing is changing the environment yep um but yep. also the skill of of being able to actually close someone in front of you i think yeah. that um something that's quite interesting about sales and i think even just listening to your story it's exciting to listen to because every single day you've got a new thing right it's like Oh, yeah. this guy's objection to this and this, and and at the end of the day, you become it's almost you become a storyteller about what yeah. happened, and and if you're around yeah. a bunch of sales guys, it's also what didn't happen. <laughs> but ultimately, um, one thing is um, kind of listening to how you play this out. Would would you agree that one thing that's super cool is that when you go through those steps, and you're use you're using mental jujitsu to break through, right? Yeah. And then yep, you break yep. through. Have you been in those scenarios where all of a sudden you're like best friends with the guy that you broke through with and you, you really just got through to him? Yep. Maybe it was the product, but you got through to this guy. And the next thing you know, it the world opens up, right? Because then yeah. he trusts you. And then eight minutes later, he's checking a few things. So my question would be is, what is your time period that you usually will stay at a door where you don't see it moving forward? Um. Generally speaking, I know within a, within about the first 10 seconds. Um, but that doesn't mean, so there's, so that the, the quick answer to that is I know within about, within about 20 seconds, um, it could be a shorter version of like 10 seconds, but their first initial couple of no's, their automatic trigger responses, um, usually last about 20 to 30 seconds. Now that's where you get into the qualifying and it's like, Hey, am I actually going to be able to help this person? or not. And if I can't help them, then yes, after about 30 seconds is when you really know like, oh, this is definitely not for them. Um, but we try to, we try to tailor, not try to, we absolutely tailor it. Uh, we laser focus, tailor the pitch, the script around making sure that they're a person that we are looking for or not looking for. Cause if they're not, then we have to, move, then we get to move on and go to the next house that actually looks like it's going to be you know, a, a good, a good, uh, a good, you know, place to actually work with. So now I think that there's a, uh, there's something that you had brought up, which I think has some change in it. Um, when you said, yeah. are we going to be able to help them? I think that for years, uh, corporate sales, uh, local sales, anything of understanding, they always be closing. I probably say it a million times, even on this podcast, cause I go right, right. through that. Right. But ultimately, yeah. um, as, as, they, as they go through that process and you just said, can we help them? I'm finding a major difference in the way that we approach. It's almost like you're look, looking for that perfect person and then, hey, I can, I can fit this into them perfectly. 
compared to over the last 50 years of sales were more or less, how can I sell them the Encyclopedia Britannica 120 pound box yep. that you already have the second edition of, right? So <laughs> how, how is that affecting sales? Do you think though? Because it, cause in, yeah, in a yeah. natural pressure world, wouldn't you say that 10 years ago, it was like pressure sales hit your numbers. What has yep. been the effects that you've seen going the other direction? So this is something that that's a phenomenal. Uh, and this is, I'm like so passionate about this right here. Um, the psychology behind selling and the, and having emotional intelligence between, between, I mean, I'm talking even age ranges of specific buyers. I have been in front of thousands upon thousands of different types of buyers or different buyers. Um, and most of them fall within a few different categories. Um, and I'm sure there's books out there and stuff like that. I haven't read too many books on like, you know, like buyers habits and whatnot, but I'm sure they're out there. Um, there's one that I just got pushed onto, but this specific topic is, this is honestly one of the hardest things to teach because if you can, if you don't, if you don't have that level of emotional intelligence and understanding history or a passion for history, it's hard to give this person what they need or mm -hmm. what they want. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it, yeah. So the, it's, it's changed dramatically and, and it's, it's very hard. And this is probably the first time publicly I've talked about this, but it, it's very hard to do that and to teach that. But over a longer period of time through our mentorship program, we teach that how to actually understand if this person is this type of an age range, you talk about specific things in mm -hmm. history that, that relate to them. Mm. And that, again, that's like the basic of it, but when it comes to door-to-door -to -door sales specifically, um, yeah, it has changed a lot, Jason. And uh, especially nowadays, like I was saying, we've had to adapt multiple times, not evolve completely, but adapt multiple times. You know, evolving would be like, for personally, for definition purposes of us going from door-to-door -to, -door to, you know, in the Home Depots again, or in the Best Buys or the, or the farmer's markets, uh, or going from door-to-door -door straight yeah. to only call center. The model's so not adapting. changed. It, the, way you, the way you go through the model is, is changing. That's, and that, I mean, the, the big word yeah. would be optimization, but ultimately yep. you just are, are changing. The, and the human behavior, I, I think that you're closest to the, it, there's nothing closer than what you're doing. So yep. have you seen, um, so here, you, and anybody that's doing this, this, I mean, this, this type of environment could work for alarms. It couldn't work. It works yeah, for dude, everything. that, any of that. Right. So, yep. um, what are you finding your goal as a, as a coach and a trainer to someone that's a salesperson, what would be an ideal time from start to close that would keep them moving forward in a home, in a, in an in-home, like, okay, I start, here's the ticker. I'm, Am I there three hours? I mean, I know the old saying is as long as you have to be, but it, yeah. I have to know how long are you breaking through to get to the next, to get them to open up, I guess is what I'm saying. How long is that uh, transaction? Yeah. So that, that takes about 20 minutes to do that. So they are, I know for a fact, whether or not they're going to sign up so long as on approved credit um, within 20 minutes. So that's, that's what, that's what I'm able to do. My presentation um, overall with questions and stuff like that takes about 45 minutes. Um, the documentation and everything like that going through the documents takes about another 20. So I'm already out of, out of about an hour to an hour and a half. So I'm about, I'm about 90, I'm about 90 minutes in and most of my closes from start to finish do end up taking a matter of two hours. Um, and the reason why is that what's different between me and a lot of other, a lot of other door door guys is that 54% referral. I'm virtually 54% referral. 
So I'm not just getting one, I'm getting an average two and a half deals or closes per one house I sign up. So mm -hmm. if I have to spend an, an additional even hour or 30 minutes, I'm not getting just one deal. If they take an hour, if they, if they go super quick, which a lot of these guys do, um, they go super quick through it. Their retention rate is kind of lower. Um, you know, our retention rate is a little over 74% right now with my own personal closes. Um, I, I'm actually a lot higher. My company is 74%. Um, I'm in the 86 range. If somebody signs up, there's no way I'm, they're not getting installed unless for whatever reason, uh, life, something happens. Um, I'm, I'm virtually 10 out of 10. I'm, I'm not though, unfortunately. Now, is, that, is that who, clo who closes the deal? Is it the person that goes to the door or is it the person that, do you have a turnover? Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's, there's two types of offices that we run that we, that are basically out there. You have a set or closer model mm -hmm. where there's a two man team or two person team where someone goes out, finds an, finds an appointment that is, you know, one of those ideal clients, one of those two boxes or the first two buckets sets an appointment for one of the then closers or the, or the presenters, or we would call them a technician. Got it. Um, the technician goes out, does the, does the evaluation, sees if it's going to be a good fit or not, then offers one of six different options or seven different options for the homeowner. Or there's also what's called a self-generation or self-gen where, where I come from, mm -hmm. um, I come from all self-genning where it's, Hey, we go out, we find, you know, we find the, uh, the, 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 the person we, we look for the house, we set up the appointment, we go inside and do the evaluation and we, we serve them all the way to turning them on. And then after then finding referrals through them as well. So there's mm -hmm. two different systems. We, 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 uh, we do both and we've, we've perfected the self-gen model, which is straight door to door, which is what door to door is. But then now a lot of companies are going toward or adapting more towards um, putting the strengths in place, which was really smart, which is why we adapted last year, um, putting the top closers and feeding them the, the quality door to door, not call leads, but door to door leads um, into their appointment calendars where they're in a house four to four to sometimes five times a day. Um, at a minimum, they're in three appointments every single day. So it's two different models that you can run. Um, if that answers your question, yeah. That we do. And what's what's one of the ways to to slow down your turnover? Um, as far as the customer turnover or the the rep Staffing. the reps turnover, staffings. Uh, Got to get them. Yeah, dude, huge. Okay, this is one of my favorite parts too. Um, <laughs> one is that that's why we call ourselves a personal development company that just so happens to sell smart home products. So we're more into personal development than we are even into sales. I, if, if you have a problem at the, at your home or whatnot, and you know, with your wife or your husband, uh, boyfriend or girlfriend or mom or dad or brother, or somebody, you know, in, in your, your neighbor, like if we don't, if I can't help you personally get through that, um, and basically deal with it, um, you're going to show up on doors and they're going to, they're going to feel that on the doors. They're going to feel that energy on the doors or even in the house. If you're desperate for money, I cannot tell you how many times, and this happens in the door industry a lot, um, where, and I'll get back to the, how do I retain guys? But um, you know, people come to me and they go, Mike, you know, uh, I saw your ad on Facebook or on Instagram or LinkedIn or whatever. And, you know, cause we've obviously everything's out there. Um, you know, you, they say you can make 85 to $150,000, you know, within the first six months. I, I need that. As a matter of fact, I need a, I need 20 grand. Now my house is about to get repoed. And so is my car. And this is pre COVID COVID happens. Uh, and it's even worse. Uh, people need so much money. So they come to us. They're like, we're like, we are definitely their last straw. They're not like, oh yeah, let me go to door door sales, man. Mm. So they come to us and they're like, you're the last ditch effort. I was going to take a job making 45, 50, 60,000 dollars a year. Now I need to make 60 grand to buy next, buy next Got week, it. basically. So most people, so, so, so when they, they're hungry. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's the problem, right? So there's a big motivation at first, mm. but then there's a huge scare. 
There's a huge scare when you get on doors. In the beginning, you're being mentored. You're being very mentored good. Blue. Yeah, yeah. That's a great. So, yeah, okay. So let me see if I can lay this out because I think that yeah. that was pretty cool. So basically what you're yeah. saying is the job opportunity is very, it's heightened with the fight or flight, which means the statement yep. is I'll do anything to survive. Anything. 100%. Right? And they're there. They're at, I mean, they're, yep. they're pretty much like, I'm a badass. I'm ready to make this happen. And then there's a part where the grind comes in. Yep. And then, so are you saying this kind of goes into some other direction, but are you saying that the majority of people that get a fight or flight feeling usually won't stick to what they say, even though the fear was there. So do you think yep. they're trying to just trigger their desire to go and do it? I would say it's 91, 92% of my interviews. It is, I'm going to be the best thing you've ever seen. It's the Tom Brady. I'm the best decision this organization's ever made. Hmm. Every single interview. I mean, why, almost do you think every people, why, interview do you think, why do you think people say that? Well, uh, we've gotten really good at interviewing. Um, there's all the books and YouTube and, you know, there's coaching lessons, um, how to do a very good interview. Um, but there's really not many classes in university that are teaching work ethic, um, mm -hmm. or even, and that's, again, that goes back to one of the personal development sides of what we do is that how, you know, not, this is a blanket statement. This is not everything, but this is not hundred percent fact. Sure, sure. Um, th th this is, but it's, it's how you do anything is how you do everything. So um, you know, that at home, if you, you know, you skip the gym, you skip this, you skip that, you know, it starts to, it starts to wound up over time. That's why we get in and we look at not just your personal life, but like we get in like after we've earned trust with you and stuff like that, people start opening up and I'm basically a counselor at all times. It's great. I'm, I, I love it. Um, sometimes it's hard, you know, cry, whatever, but, um, we help people get much better at, um, being organized, which is one of the main things. It's like, how many of you guys use a calendar? Mm-hmm. Okay, nobody uses a calendar. Uh, how do you know when you need to be somewhere, right? Like I use, I use, uh, I use an app called A Tracker that literally is tracking right now, um, uh, uh, building personal brand right now. So like I, I am currently tracking what I'm doing right now because it's so important to me of what where I'm spending my time because otherwise I'm not living on purpose, right? And I, I know that my direction determines my destination. So back to the back to the how do I retain people? We retain people at a much higher level, you know, 60% more, which is actually not that much, to be honest with you, because it's really only door-to-door -door specifically, uh, and I, I probably even most sales and even real estate too. It's about two out of 10, maybe if you're really, really good, three out of 10. We're holding three and it's 3.6 people you're out of 10. kind of the same with, with dialers. You, you're yeah, really close yeah. same with a dialer. Because yeah, exactly. the reason why is because... Uh, and I may, you could tell me as well, is because the barrier of entry is very small. It's energy. Yep. Yeah. 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 They come in, they interview really well. I'll do anything you can. And I basically say, look, all I needed personally, uh, back in, you know, 2012, 2013, when I got in the door to door, uh, 2013, when I got in the door to door was I just needed the, the tools to succeed. Uh, and I was going to, I was going to succeed whether it took me six months, a year, two years, mm. five years you know, 10 years, I was going to get there. I just needed the tools to succeed or the understanding of how to find those tools and make the tools myself. Um, I was breaking out of prison, which was where I was at, uh, not literal prison, but I was in my <laughs> mental prison. Right? Right. I'm like, I'm breaking out of here. I don't know how, I don't even have the tools, but I'm going to figure it out, um, which comes down to that, you know, that competitive side. But that's what we teach these guys and um, the girls in our office. My girls actually do a lot better than my guys. I thought that was awesome what you just said. Break out of my mental jail.
Isn't that the truth? Yeah. It's like everybody's just yeah, yeah. and then and nobody is, is so many is subject to it. And and I think that it's someone asked me the other day, I say, what, what's success in life? And I was like, well, I think beating yourself. Yeah. yeah. Right. So I, I'm going to make a quick shift here real quick. And that is you had mentioned sure. it a minute ago that you had said that you were pushing your personal brand. And I noticed in the beginning of January that you started to change the way that you were doing video and expressing yourself through your social platform. And before you had done it more or less on kind of this, but you actually created an environment almost kind of like this. And you started to do more of the coaching, the training and those videos and utilizing tagline, uh, live a, live a life of per live a life of purpose on purpose. What changed in your mind and said, listen, I'm going to, I'm going to start focusing on that part of it. Well, um, one, uh, in life as, as, as a, as a general statement, uh, it's all about the team you have around you. Mm. Um, so my team, my media and marketing team, um, is the one is the ones that helped be more creative with me. Um, I've got a very creative background being in theater, um, you know, theater, uh, musical theater and theater and in, and in dance, but the goal was to be more targeted. And again, having guys like Cole Hatter in the mastermind that I'm in, um, and, and the other, the other masterminds that I'm in and now even hosting a mastermind, um, is having those people around you that are like, who are you actually serving and who have you, who are you being of service to? And why not talk to them directly versus you going out and just saying, Hey, mm-hmm. if I can help anybody, it's, I'm actually know that there's a couple type of people out there that I'm going to be able to help, which is in the store sector. Um, and that's why I just wanted to get more, more direct with the people that I knew, needed my service that I knew needed me and I needed to be in service of them. Yeah. Because I noticed like you shifted that and it, it became more of an organization. It's organized. I noticed that yeah. you're doing that way. And, and because you're a guy of what was the purpose, that's why I thought I would bring it up. There must've been a, a reason for that. Um, another one yeah. that I think I caught on there is that um, somebody releasing a book coming up. Maybe you can tell me a yeah. little bit about that. Yeah. Yeah. So the book's called the art of the door. Um, so, uh, you know, the art, right. There's a purpose behind each door. Um, and, and there's a, there's a, there's a unique technique, um, and flavor behind door knocking, because again, there's so many people that come in that, um, they just get the script thinking that that's, what's going to work. Um, but unfortunately that's not what works. So, um, the book, yeah, it's basically around one, my story, but then also the how to's, um, and actual using on, on how to do door door successfully now going on for nine years. Uh, and then being 54% referral, because that's what the main thing is, is that people don't want to uh, get screwed over or make a bad decision. So that's mm. what I, uh, I, that's what I'm talking about inside the book of, of how I got to that point, the failures uh, that, you know, I went through and the lessons that I've learned inside of door door. And there's a lot of like live scripts in there too, that I've, I've used and some back and forth in there as well that, um, you know, people really need, and they need help with on door door. Cause you know, you could go, th- you could have, you know, there's, it's pretty easy. Honestly, Jason, you can have a pretty good one or two, sometimes even three summers doing really well selling pest control, alarm, solar roofing. Um, but how do you do it for the six, mm-hmm. seven, 10 years, 15 years? Got it. Like a lot of these, these guys and girls that I've seen in the industry, and I'm like, there's an art behind this. So yeah, mm-hmm. I out of the book. It's called Art of the Door. Uh, well, that's incredible, cool. man. So what, what was the process of like writing a book, man? What, what was that? What was that like for you? So kind of funny, um, I, I, you know, I've read a lot of guys' books, right? So I've read a lot of people's books. Um, you know, I, I, it's over five, 600 books now. Um, and I've re- listened to a lot of podcasts. And I'm like, you know, some of these guys' podcasts are those podcasts that I'm on. Um, 
they're basically saying what they're learning in their pot or saying in the podcast into their book. They're just having somebody transcribe it for them. And I'm mm. like, do you know how many times I have taught classes on door to door sales? And a lot of them over the last two or three years have been recorded. I'm like, oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to go back and I'm going to just put all this stuff into a book. Now that was obviously exclusive because I didn't want people to know my secrets. I, we needed a competitive advantage. We are not the only door-to-door sales company no. or even solar company or smart home company in this industry. So I'm going to mm. give people my secrets, right? And obviously there's a couple in there that I'm not giving out, but um, you know, you don't want to give out all your secrets. I can't do that. Can't um, give you away, it, dude. Can't give you away. <laughs> and that is that that's hard. That's hard to, to replicate. But it's funny because a lot of a lot of my people say we want to be just like Mikey you know, going to our door, we act like Mikey door door. Cause that's what really works. Um, uh, at least for us. Right. So, um, but yeah, the, 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 the main concept behind it was I wanted to be able to add value to people. And I'm like, I've already got all this content and I, I became a writer, dude. I just started typing out certain things and like typing out, they always say like, Oh, like, you know, if you can't fall asleep at night, you wake up in the middle of the night to start writing, writing things out. Right. So if you're writing certain things out, then you have a lot of this, you know, artwork basically of you mm. writing things right and it's just yeah. ideas and ideas and ideas and ideas and ideas and then you know again i could i could write probably 10 books on door to door and or on sales like i could write there's so much content out there that uh, it's it's never ending there's so much stuff that i can write about and it's just coming from experience which is the cool part uh so yeah that, that's that's what i wanted to do and you know I, I never wanted to write a book i wasn't like oh yeah let me write a book but i'm like I, I'm, I'm doing a disservice to my industry as a whole if I, if I don't, if I don't put this out there. And, and it so seems like for you, just in conversation, it seemed like the natural thing to do. You, you seem like, yeah. well, I guess that, yeah. that I'll, I'll, I'll kind of go from there. Um, yeah. What would be a, um, if you were to hire somebody and they're going to do door to door, what would you recommend as a uh, morning routine? Sure. Um, so I'm, I'm actually um, bigger into nighttime routines than I am. Oh, interesting. Go into that then. I'd like to hear more about sure. that. We don't know. We don't yeah, talk yeah. about those as much. Sure. No, I don't. I don't. Yeah. That's why. Um, yeah. That's why I kind of, I was like, you know, people, whenever somebody, cause I get this question asked a lot, obviously. Right. So I get the question asked a lot. What's your morning routine? Um, again, it's not, it's not the necessarily the, um, the routine itself, but mm. it's in the consistency of doing the routine. Mm. Um, a, 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 on top of one of the main things here is that when you, not if, but when you do not do the routine one morning, how long watch time that, how long does it take you to start up that again? Does it mm-hmm. take one day, two days, a week? How long does it take you to start again? I noticed that that was what actually was the difference between me having a consistent morning routine or nighttime routine and what wasn't if it was how long it was taking me to get to that mm-hmm. back into the routine of it and i'll go for all you know dude i've had like my longest stand of doing a morning night routine might have been like 98 days like i am not good at all at doing consistent morning routines on a day-to-day basis um but we do very good at, i'm very good i'm not a long distance runner i'm a sprinter Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm, I was the fastest on my team side to side on the, on the football team. So I'm like, I'm not a good long distance runner. I weigh, yeah. you know, 200 pounds. Like I'm big dude. Like I'm not yeah. a long distance runner. That doesn't mean that long, big people can't run because we can, but, um, I, I took it. I'm like, okay, like, well, how does this concept roll over? So in my nighttime routine, basically what I'm doing, I've got Norma tech. So I use Norma tech, um, as one of my nights and routines. I also jump on my trampoline, um, in the morning and at night for between five and 10 minutes. Um, and then also I have a dry skin brush that I use. 
Um, obviously I go through different books and, 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 um, uh, different like podcasting like that. So I listen to a lot of, uh, actually I listen to a lot of Elon Musk mm. might sound weird, but I listen to a lot of Elon Musk at night because, um, well, I, he's I, also it's, in it's, your industry. Yeah. Yeah. He's industry specific. Exactly. But he's very like low tone. He's not very excited. Um, I, I told Eric Thomas just, uh, like three months ago, uh, when I saw him at, uh, at one of the events and, I'll, and, uh, cause he's, he's good friends with Cole Hatter. And I told him, I was like, yo, like, uh, I, I, it might sound weird, bro, but I wake up to you in the morning. Uh, and it's funny because I'm in Detroit right now and he's from Detroit. Well, he's from Chicago, but he grew up born and raised in Detroit. Um, I think he's here right now, actually. Um, but you know, I wake up to Eric Thomas, the hype. Yeah. You got to wake up and grind Monday. I grind Tuesday. I grind Wednesday. I grind, you know, uh, stuff like that. But I go to bed and it's more of unwinding. So the uh, main thing I do is I don't, I, I take my, I take my sleep super serious, dude. I've got an aura ring. I sleep with a chili pad. My man, let's go. I sleep in the, I sleep with a chili pad. Um, thanks to my boy, Dave Allred that told me about that. I've got a purple bed. I no longer do memory foam. Like I take my bed and night. I mean, my, my lights in my, in my room are all color coordinated mm -hmm. red at night. Um, when I wake up, everything's dimmed, right? I don't, everything, it's not super pops, right? Like I've got, uh, the, um, uh, the, the, the glasses that like, you know, that stop like light from coming in. Um, I also, um, and I learned that from actually having a high performance coach, but he was trying to, I was trying to figure out like, Hey man, like how do I have a higher performance? And it was, I was not, I, I, there was a moment that I didn't have extreme amounts of energy in the morning. And I was wondering why I wasn't having energy in the morning. And it was a lot of times because during the whole like political thing of all the last like three or four years now, um, I was like engulfed in it because I, I liked watching history happen, but there was always this like give and take on both sides. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what's going to happen? But, but to me, to, for, for my defense, a lot of it had to do with whether or not solar was going to make it or not. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I got to make sure that I'm not lying to my people because mm -hmm. it's not just my people that I'm serving. It's their families, their kids, their daughters, their sons, their moms, their dads their family members overseas or down South in central South America. I'm like, I have to make sure yeah. that I can provide for my people. So yeah. that's why I was on like the news, right. Um, not getting into super, super debates, but like I was getting into the news trying to find out what's going on. Um, you know, the climate and, and also like why also back to that, like emotional intelligence of what's going on in the world to find out on the table. So I can, I can relate on both sides. I'm a libertarian. I stand right in the middle. I'm like, dude, I don't want none of y'all helping me. Like, I want to be right in the middle. Um, and like, dude, stay away from me and my family and we're good. Um, <laughs> I think a lot of that. Me. And I think a lot of that had to do with <clears throat> on that topic. I, th I think it had a lot to do with what is the threshold that I'm going to, that not, that certain things don't even matter. Right. Exactly. So right. Which, something, which, again, like, on, on, that note, on that note, like toilet paper. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. Come on, dude. And Whatever like, it is. Know, right. Yeah. Yep. At a certain point to, to lower my stress levels and I'm getting blood work done. I'm doing IVs all the time. Normatec, brow therapy, red light. I and mean, I'm talking like, I'm like trying to keep my health and my performance yep. up higher, which is back to that whole like competition, competing, taking, treating my body like I'm an athlete still. Um, you know, if, if my, if my inflammation was higher, I noticed it. I was having brain fog. I wasn't able to communicate well. And I'm like, this is the exact same thing. This exact type of buyer bought for me yesterday, the day before that, mm. and three times the day before that. What's going on here? Mm -hmm. Come to find out. Okay, cool, sweet. I'm, I'm I'm figuring out that some of my 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 biohacking, my body's not correct. So 
it started at night, which is Jason Miles telling you that a morning routine is very important. My morning routine is so unconsciously conscious, unconsciously unconscious now that it's like, I don't even know what I'm doing in the morning, but I know what I'm doing. I'll I'll tell you, but my nighttime routine, it was so much harder because I couldn't get the morning routine down. Right. I'm like, why am I waking up so soft? Mm. Right. I'm like, dude, like what's going on here, dude? Like I'm on to wake up. I'm like, yes, let's go. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't doing that. I wasn't excited and inspired to be alive. I didn't have a purpose. I'm like, like freaking Monday, dude. I gotta go to work today. It's freaking Wednesday, dude. I can't wait till Friday because we get the weekend. Yeah. For us, we work, you know, basically seven days. We take six days. Um, but the night routine basically looked like winding down. I learned how to wind down at night, which a lot of times came down to turning off television. Yes, the whole like lighting and stuff like that and music. And I sleep now to rain or thunder sounds. Um, on a dark screen on my TV at a specific temperature uh, or sorry, specific uh, volume sensor. My temperature on my bed is 64 degrees. I love it. Um, it, w- it wakes me up in the morning and w- it, it starts to heat up in the morning so that my bed, I, I start naturally waking up. Um, so my night routine looks a lot better. It's more of like dream building um, affirmations. And then also because of who I am, this is why I think the routines is very unique because I understand now who I am. Mm through person, through um, self-discovery and personal development um, and self-mastery really through, through that, I found out that if I don't, I'm an achiever. My number one trait through strength finders is achiever. So if I'm not feeling like I'm getting stuff done, checking off the boxes. Like literally, if I'm not doing that, Hey, debriefing my day. Hey, what did I do? Okay. Boom. I did this. I did that. Okay. Cool. Yeah. All right. What else? Did I, what, you know, if I don't do that, I don't sleep very well. I notice because I'm like, Jason, dude, like there is so much stress like good and bad yeah. stress that's there. Cause I have so many most responsibility over certain people's lives, but I'm like, I wake up in the middle of the night. Like I don't wish this on anybody. Mm-hmm. Like I wake up in the middle of the night, like super stressing out. Like I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I got this done. I got this done. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do that. Do this. Like if I don't write that stuff down and then feel like I'm actually hacking away at it, I am not going to sleep well. My inflammation goes up. My rest goes down. Well, because if you're looking at, if you're looking this like a sport and if you were to look at maybe the way that uh, basketball's uh, basketball players pressure to play that fourth game or whatever that is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The reason that he doesn't have as much pressure is because it's, you know, everybody was a hero. You're as good as your preparation. But the reality is that it maybe it isn't just a squeeze preparation. It's it's a daily one. And I think that this is something that I like to talk about and kind of where the move already created, which is basically what will you do for me every day? Just, just, just add one more thing. Like, so for example, what you're saying is like, Hey, you know what? Maybe, maybe, and this is a little bit of freedom in here, but basically maybe, maybe you're saying the morning routine, I couldn't pull it off. And you're like, well, does that mean you don't do any routine? No, you say, look, wait a minute. I can actually lock something else in and maybe I'm going to try the nighttime and I'm going to do some kind of routine. And I think that this is something that's common or very common with people that are in business. Is it because we're extremist? If we can't do it, we don't do anything. And I think that this yep. is something uncovering more and more. And I think that what you have shared through this process is that your, your relentless sense of repetitiveness allows you to be the athlete in the actual door-to-door. Yep. Because the reality is very few people would be able to run at your pace. And I think those that do, get, get, they get very rewarded in your business as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mikey Lucas. Yeah, consistency, consistency over intensity, man. Dude, this has been an incredible podcast. Thank you very much for being a part of this. Um, this yeah. is goes down as some of our first ones. So you've locked that in and it's, it was awesome meeting you. And, and I'll tell you, even now, like we're doing this podcast and we met in person, right? So I can't wait um, to meet in person again. But with that, um, I'm going to throw your plug out there. When do you release the book? Um, uh, when do you release uh, your book? Uh, we're looking in August right now. So uh, between August, the first week of August is when I'm going to be releasing it right now. All right. So look out yeah. for um, your book that's coming through. I am so pumped for that. And what, anything else that you would like to plug? Um, yeah. So you can find me on social media at Mikey Lucas, my YouTube videos, Michael Lucas. Um, yeah. I mean, you know, find me on Instagram, find me on Facebook. My full name is Michael Lucas, but all my Instagram and, and, and handles are all Mikey and my K-E-Y-L-U-C-A-S. The art of the door. You're the man, my friend. Thank you very much for being on and I hope we get to do it again. Thank you so much. Enjoy the rest of your day and close some sales. See you, buddy. Thank you, Jason. Thanks, Jason. Appreciate it. If you like this episode, make sure you smash the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Just like Nike is to athletes, Moved is to entrepreneurs.